0: Broadcasting live from the North Fulton Business Radio X studio, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Morrow Family Medicine, an award-winning primary care practice, which brings the care back to health care.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. That's me. I'm a family doctor here in North Georgia. We have Morrow Family Medicine with offices in Cumming and Milton, Georgia. I uh, appreciate everyone listening to this uh, podcast and this new episode we're going to have today. Uh, we're here on Windward Parkway in Alpharetta, Georgia, in the Renaissance Bank, which has inside the North Fulton Business Radio X Studio. And as usual, I'm accompanied by my producer and friend John Ray. John, you're running the board over there. How you doing?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I can't hear you for the ringing in my ears, though. That's a major. That's a major <laughs> problem. <laughs> And
1: I'll tell you right now, don't get too excited about fixing it, okay? Oh, okay. Just, just okay. To go ahead and drop the mic on the whole thing and end the episode right here.
0: Why do you think I showed up? I wanted to, cu- want to hear the cure. I've
1: often wondered that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we are going to talk about ringing in the ears today, but before we do, I want to remind everyone that you can send us comments and emails and tweets at either Doctor Jim. that's drjim, at toyourhealth.md or you can tweet us at to your health md. We'd love for you to send us a comment about the fact that you're listening or that whether or not you like it, and if you do, how much. And if you don't, then you can just keep it to yourself probably, really. Um, and we also would love to have some topic ideas for future episodes. Uh, we've got some lined up, and I think they're going to be pretty good, but I would love still to, to hear from people about what you want to hear about. Uh, I'm going to start off today with an update on the coronavirus, because no one's talking about it, so I thought maybe you hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, The coronavirus, which has actually been named SARS-CoV-2, and the SARS virus came out several years ago, that's the severe acute respiratory syndrome virus, and it's another type of coronavirus that came out earlier, along with MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome virus, But they did name this new one that has come out of uh, Wuhan, China, as the SARS-CoV-2, and they named the disease it causes COVID-19. Don't ask me why. I know what it stands for, but still, it's a terrible name for disease. The CDC in the United States has been on top of this since the thing was first announced December 31st of last year in China. And uh, they've, I think, done an outstanding job of keeping people informed and updated and educated about the real truth about coronavirus. So far in the United States, as of today, March the 11th, 2020, we've had 938 cases in the United States. We have had 29 deaths. In Georgia, there have been 23 cases and potential cases uh, noted, and to my knowledge, they've not had any deaths. Now, coronavirus is a respiratory virus that, sort of like the flu, but it doesn't give you a lot of the symptoms flu does, it mainly gives you fever, cough, and shortness of breath. The virus infects mainly in your lungs, and it reproduces inside your lungs, so you get a lot of viral load in the lungs, and it takes up space where there should be oxygen, so you get short of breath and have, can have difficulty breathing. Now, if you're a young, not even young, but if you're a healthy person, the likelihood of you having some bad outcome from coronavirus is very, very slim. It's really not likely to be some devastating Stephen King's The Stand if you're an otherwise healthy person. Now, if you're not a healthy person, it can be bad just like the flu can. But people are so excited about coronavirus, and no one's mentioning the tens of thousands of people who have already died this year from the flu virus. But it's new and different, and I do understand that. Testing is becoming available now. It used to be, as recently as last week, that you could only get tested with a specimen sent to the CDC, but test sampling kits are being sent out to clinics in the United States now. Uh, I, I encourage everyone not to just run to your doctor or call and say, hey, I need to get tested for coronavirus. If you're not sick, if you haven't been exposed, if there's no reason to think you have a problem, do not use up the test for that purpose. There are not enough of them, and they're, frankly, fairly expensive. I get asked every day if people are safe to go on tr- to travel. And I think it depends on what sort of traveling you're doing. My knee jerk reaction to that has been I'm personally not getting on a cruise ship or an international flight anytime soon. But just today, uh, it was announced that the feeling is on cruise ships that if you're healthy, you're okay to go. Uh, but I would encourage you, if you are going to go, to have a couple extra weeks built into that because you might very well spend two extra on the ship if you do get exposed to coronavirus, because they are doing a wonderful job of quarantining people, which is why there are only 938 cases in the country so far. So use good judgment, use forethought if you're planning international travel, and I think that's the most I can tell you right this minute on coronavirus, except to add that there is, of course, no specific treatment for coronavirus. It's supportive care, and you treat it just like you would a common cold pretty much unless you end up with a more serious condition in the hospital. So today I wanted to talk about tinnitus, ringing in the ears uh, John already can't hear me because of his Coincidentally, he apparently developed it I'm going to waste a little HIPAA here Yes But you would apparently developed it fairly recently And mm-hmm. Googled it and it said Wait for my episode on tinnitus, I think, when
0: you Googled it That's what it said I mean, it said, it said you're, you know you're not supposed to consult the Google you're supposed to talk, go see your doctor, so right. it, it, it had your picture there. So Excellent. I yeah. love it.
1: I hope it was the after weight loss picture. So tinnitus is a problem that causes you to hear a noise in one ear or both ears other than the noise that you expect from the environment where you currently are. People think of it as a ringing in the ear, and it can be uh, ringing, certainly. I can hear it right now. I, I can hear mine, John. I can't hear yours. It can be a roaring or a clicking or a buzzing and some other sounds, but it's an abnormal sound that's pretty much there most of the time. And some people who have tinnitus have a more complex noise that they hear, and it can sometimes change over time. It's not always constant in in, in character. It is usually a constant sound if they listen for it. Now, if they're distracted or listening to something else, they may not hear it for a moment, but as soon as it's quiet, it's going to come back. In most cases— uh, people are hearing this tinnitus when there is no other sound out there. And there are, they are the only sounds that you hear when it's quiet. And hearing this sort of tinnitus is called subjective tinnitus. It's when you hear the ringing. It's, it's not coming from anything that's happening around you. And it can happen because certain nerves are not functioning well or properly and because there's a problem with part of your ear. Now, in some cases, and this is much rarer, it can be caused by an actual sound that occurs inside or near the ear, such as from blood vessels and blood flow and that kind of thing. This is called objective tinnitus, and this is when actually some other person can hear the ringing or the noise in your ears. Now, I've never seen this. I've only heard about it recently, as a matter of fact. Um, but that's, a, that's pretty strange if you stand next to somebody and you can hear their ears ringing. That's, that's a lot of ringing, if you ask me. And then I had a patient in the office not too long ago who, when I walked in the room and said, hey, what's going on? They said, I have pulsatile tinnitus. (laughs) And I just thought, well, that's the strangest thing I've heard in a long time. And what that means is that they can feel their heartbeat in their ear. And I'm here to tell you, there's just absolutely nothing abnormal about that. If you can feel your heartbeat in your ear, it means you have a heartbeat and you can hear. It, 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 in, in the most rare of cases, it could be related to some sort of vascular disease, but it's really almost unheard of. It's really just a ring, a, a pulsing in your ear is all it really amounts to. So the word tinnitus comes from the Latin meaning to ring or tinkle. I thought that was, and I just had a little laugh in the peanut gallery here in the studio, <laughs> but I, I thought that was an interesting definition for tinnitus. And there are two pronunciations. Uh, John, this morning, just a few minutes ago, before we got started, said, I've got this tinnitus. And that's what lay people usually refer to it as. I hear it in the office all the time. They call it tinnitus. And most clinicians, researchers, docs, and people with smarts call it tinnitus. So I call it tinnitus. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's all ringing in the ears and it'll drive you nuts if you let it, I can promise you. So let's talk for a second about how sound gets to the brain, because this is always something that, as a a young person, intrigued me. Sound waves occur because of some event that disrupts airflow out in the environment. The sound waves are captured by the outer ear. They travel through the ear canal to the eardrum. The eardrum's a small, half-a-dime-sized piece of what looks like wax paper when you look at it. And the eardrum is made to vibrate by these sound waves. The vibrating eardrum causes three little bones in your middle ear to vibrate. That's the malleus, the incus, and the stapes, the hammer, the anvil, and the stirrup, if you look at what they actually look like. And this causes more vibration, which vibrates into the cochlea, where the waves are converted into electrical energy, and an impulse is sent down the auditory nerve to your brain, and then you hear it. Your brain interprets the impulse as sound. So it's not sound until it gets to your brain. So, John, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound?
0: I don't know. I can't hear it over the ringing in my ears. (laughs) (laughs) That's a
1: much better answer than I was hoping for. (laughs) And the answer is no, it doesn't. And the argument people come up with is they'll say, if you put a tape recorder out there in the woods and you record that and nobody's there, when you play it, there's going to be a sound on it. And that sound's still in your brain. It's not in the tape recorder because if a tree falls in the forest, no one's around to hear it. It does not make a sound. I think I was 35 before I understood that. But that's the way it is. So in in the show notes, we're going to include a link to a YouTube video that explains all about how sound gets to your brain. And it's it's interesting and it's important tangentially to the, the topic, but I do think it's an interesting subject. So the symptoms of tinnitus really are are very straightforward. It's pretty much a ringing in your ear. Now it might be a ring and might like I mentioned earlier be a blowing, roaring, clicking, buzzing, hissing, humming. It's a sound. It's a sound that nothing around you is making. It might be loud and it might be soft and it will almost certainly vary in volume from time to time. You might hear it in one ear, you might hear it in both ears. But if you hear it, I'm here to tell you, you're always going to hear it. So tinnitus is caused mainly by hearing loss. People who have are young enough to have never suffered any hearing loss rarely have any tinnitus at all. But once you start losing that high frequency hearing, and everybody, I'm 65 and a half, and everybody who is my age has lost some, and most of those people are going to be able to hear a little bit of ringing. They may not recognize it as that. They may think it's just the sound of silence, but they will hear it if they're, uh, if they're paying attention closely in the vast majority of cases. But it is caused by hearing loss. And because of that, things that make your hearing worse will make your ringing louder. So if you get a cold and you get congested and your ears are congested, you're not going to hear as well and your ringing will be louder. If you're exposed to more loud noises, it can at least temporarily decrease your hearing and the ringing can be louder. If you get older, which hopefully we all will if we're not taken over by the coronavirus, then the ringing will be louder. There are even some medications that can do this. And and aspirin's an interesting example. When aspirin was the medicine for arthritis and that kind of thing, everybody that took it had ringing in their ears. Because if you take the prescription dose, which was at the time – four aspirin, four times a day, your ears will ring, I will promise you. And then I mentioned a cold. If you have what's called eustachian tube dysfunction, that's where the tube that pops makes your ear pop when you go in the mountains, if that that tube gets congested because of viral infections and so forth, then you're not going to hear as well and the ringing will be louder. And then there's Meniere's disease, which is an interesting condition that's sort of a combination of hearing loss and dizziness. And if you have that or if you have that and it gets worse, then your ringing will change. And then there are other causes, too, but the vast majority of them are the things I mentioned. You can have allergies, and that goes back to the eustachian tube, but high and low blood pressure, diabetes, certain tumors, and even head injuries can make your ears ring. In the vast majority of cases, the cause of tinnitus is never identified, and a treatment for tinnitus is rarely identified. Um. But in most cases, you never really are able to understand exactly why it happened except that you probably lost a little bit of hearing in the high-frequency range. I mentioned earlier that I'm with Mara Family Medicine, and I wanted to take a minute today to talk a little bit about the charity that uh, we started through the practice. My wife Peggy and I started seven years ago. The charity is called the Forsyth BYOT Benefit. We live in Forsyth County, Georgia, and it's the Forsyth BYOT Benefit. BYOT in our schools in the county stands for Bring Your Own Technology. The schools in the county have a initiative where they try to teach students to use technology in a safe and productive manner so they encourage students to bring devices and such to schools. Some school districts discourage it, but the students here are encouraged to bring them and to learn how to use them responsibly. We started this charity because seven years ago we found out that there are, at the time there were, of some 2,000 families in the county that didn't have the technology their student needed to do homework, whether that was internet in the home or a device. And over the last seven years, we've had fundraisers every year, and we've managed to raise over $350,000 that we've given to the county schools. And now, thanks to that money, every student in the county who needs technology, whether it's internet in the home or a device, has it. And we're very happy of that, very proud of that. We've done that through mainly a golf tournament in the spring and a 5K fun run, 5K and fun run, in the fall. Well, the golf tournament limited us to 130 or 35 people that could participate. So this year we decided to change it, and we're very excited to announce that this year we're having an evening of elegance. It's not every night that you get an opportunity to buy your wife a new dress and take her out somewhere for dinner and dancing. And that's what we're going to let you have a chance to do. We're having on May the 16th an evening of elegance sponsored by the Forsyth BYOT Benefit. It's going to be right down the street here where we are today on Windward Parkway in Alpharetta, Georgia at the Metropolitan Club. If you haven't been there, it's a wonderful event venue. We're going to have cocktail hour with an open bar. We're going to have standing and past hors d'oeuvres. We're going to have a silent auction We're going to have an incredible dinner with a Georgia-based menu, and during cocktails and dinner, we're going to have some of the best jazz you've ever heard in your life with a quartet led by Steve Watson, who plays the intro and and exit theme for our podcast and has been a good friend of mine since the fourth grade, and I can't wait to hear the music. It's going to be great. Following that, we're going to have a very brief program. We're going to have a live auction with opportunities to purchase trips, mostly domestic probably, uh, due to travel the way it is right now in the world. And then we're going to have hour, a couple hours of dancing to a DJ. Uh, Chris Barger with DJ, uh, Shepherd DJ is going to be spinning some tunes for us, and we're excited about that. So it's from 7 to 11, May the 16th, at the Metropolitan Club on Wimber Parkway in Alpharetta, And for information about tickets, you can use the email addresses and tweet that I gave you earlier, or you can go to our website, www.forsythbyotbenefit.org. That's F O R S Y T H B Y O T Benefit.org. And it'll give you a link you can click and you can get tickets and you can be a sponsor. And we would love for everyone to do that. And also, along with that, there is a special available right down the street. There's a Marriott Hotel. So if you want to make a night or a weekend out of it with your bride or your loved one or your other one, then you can do that, and we'll have special rates available at the Marriott. So that's the Evening of Elegance, May sixteenth, two 2020, and we hope people will join us for that. I'd much rather talk about that than tinnitus because tinnitus is frustrating and this is kind of exciting. But to get back to tinnitus, the the diagnosis really for tinnitus is very simple. You go to the doctor. You say, doctor, my ears are ringing. The doctor says you have tinnitus. Now, in order to be complete – because it's really never quite that simple. There've made, there certainly will be an exam involved, take some history, find out some things about you, and that kind of thing. Did you stand in front of a Marshall amp when you were in a band in the eighth grade and that kind of thing, and, and you try to determine what's going on. And there could, on some cases, be a scan involved, but it's really not very elaborate. Um, and, and, and so that's really what it amounts to. A rare person would end up going to see an ENT doctor, maybe because maybe they have some dizziness also, and you want to be sure they don't have Meniere's disease and that kind of thing. But for most people, it's very, very simple. Now, preventing tinnitus is the best way to deal with tinnitus. And you prevent tinnitus by preventing hearing loss. So you use ear protection. You avoid long-term exposure to loud noises, activities and such that put you at risk for hearing loss. and, And saying again that you use ear protection whenever you can is something that you just cannot overdo. It's just incredibly important. And if you listen to music through headphones and earbuds, and so many people do, and so many times I can hear the music myself through their earbuds that are embedded in their ear, which means it's way too loud. Keep the volume low. Encourage your children and your grandchildren not to turn it up so loud. Everybody that likes music likes it loud, and it just is not the best thing for you. If you do have tinnitus, you can avoid some of the things that might make it worse, and those are nicotine, alcohol, and caffeine. And I think those three same three things are on the list of things that make just about everything on the planet worse. So nicotine, alcohol, and caffeine can, in some cases, make the tinnitus worse. If you do have Underlying high blood pressure that hasn't been treated, that's a good thing to find out. Another good reason to go to the doctor. What I encourage you not to go to the doctor for is a cure for your tinnitus. Because honestly, it's very unlikely to happen. The most frustrated patient I've ever had in my 35 years had tinnitus. And this was in 1991. It was right after people were able to get online in this new thing called the Internet. And there was a program called CompuServe that some of you old people are going to remember like I do. It was a text-based program that allowed you to search all kinds of topics, and it was just phenomenal, like a library in your den. And this guy came into the office with two boxes, two reams of paper that he had printed out off the internet about things to do for tinnitus. And even then, the misinformation was huge, and I can only imagine what it must look like in 2020. But the truth is, you just don't change tinnitus. It's there, and you need to get comfortable with it and accustomed to it and do whatever you might be able to do and find that you can do to mitigate the tinnitus. So let's talk about that. Hearing aids. For people who have tinnitus and hearing loss, using a hearing aid can help because it makes you hear better, and when you hear better, you hear less ringing. So that's something you might try. And if you don't have hearing loss, that's not going to work for you. Sound generators, white noise generators, that kind of thing, these can be very, very helpful. And a lot of people, the tinnitus doesn't bother them until they try to, go down, go to lay down to go to bed at night and go to sleep because that's when it's quiet, obviously. And then all they can hear is the ringing. So if you have the ability to generate some quiet noise. Now, back in the old days when John and I were growing up, You could just take that FM radio and just move it just a little bit, and it'd be off station, and you'd get white noise all night long. But nowadays, with uh, the way things are, that's a little bit more difficult. I don't think there's a a, a white noise MP3 that you can get, although that's not a bad idea, John. We got to work on that. So they even make wearable sound generators that you can put behind your ear that create white noise that can work like this. So it's not just an alarm clock or a radio beside the bed. It can be a little bit more convenient than that. Some people go to counseling to help with their tinnitus, and honestly, that helps you tolerate your tinnitus. It really doesn't change your tinnitus. Um, And then relaxation therapy because stress makes your tinnitus worse. Uh, for reasons we don't understand, when people get stressed, it absolutely gets worse. And I don't know if that's a relationship to blood pressure or heart rate or vascular constriction that happens when you're stressed. But when you are stressed, your tinnitus will be worse. And there, there are no medications, though, that you can take. You can't go to the doctor and say, hey, give me a script for my tinnitus because it just doesn't happen. There's just not anything at all that does that. So in the long run, people with tinnitus – have to figure out how they're going to live with tinnitus. And so for many people, it's just a mild distraction, but for others, it it really is significant. And I think it's important that those people are listening because this can help them, I think. It, It can cause anxiety. It can cause depression. It can cause clearly sleep disturbances, poor concentration because you get fixated on the ringing. And so to lessen the impact that tinnitus has on your life, Try some of these things. And some of these I mentioned and some of these I haven't yet. But avoid loud noises and sounds. Control your blood pressure. Get regular exercise. It helps with stress management. It helps with circulation. It can help even with congestion in the eustachian tube and so forth. So it can help reduce your tinnitus. Get plenty of sleep, plenty of rest, and there's a difference I refer you to last time's episode on sleep. And avoid fatigue when you can. And take the focus off your tinnitus in some way. Distraction works. That's the long and short of it. Whether it's a sound generator or a counseling to help you deal with it some other way. But the more you think about tinnitus, the more bothersome that tinnitus will become. So John, that's what I got on tinnitus, or so
0: you'll know what I'm talking about, tinnitus. <laughs> okay. Well, so if you think you have it, do I just come really seriously, do I just come to you or do I need to go to an uh an ENT or No, you you do yeah. not need an ENT and if you
1: think you have it, you have it. Oh, okay. I mean, it really, if you if you think you have ringing in your ears, you're thinking that because there's this ringing in your ears.
0: I know that's true for me. And, yes.
1: And yeah. so I'm not at all saying that everyone that has ringing in their ears needs to go to the doctor because they do not. But if you have ringing in your ears that is something you can't deal with, you should go see a doctor. If you have ringing in your ears that's increasing, you should go see a doctor. If you have ringing in your ears and dizziness or headache associated with it, you got to go see a doctor. Other than that, if you think about
0: you might have ringing in your ears, you have tinnitus. So uh, we've got a coronavirus question. So uh, there seems to be an issue around age. There is. And so what, do you have any special advice for folks that are um, even older than we are? Absolutely. If you are, Elderly, avoid
1: large crowds of people. If you are sick at all, see your provider, your family doctor. If you are around someone who is sick, sneezing, coughing, expelling droplets clearly, move. Get away from that person. Uh, But the main thing is if, if you're feeling like you're being exposed, Change your situation and your environment. And just don't go out if you don't have to to areas where large numbers of people are. Because it's vastly different for people who are elderly and have other comorbid conditions, especially lung conditions, because they already their starting point is not as good as others. So it's it's very important. And for the general public, the most important thing I can tell you and other than wash your hands, which it's twenty twenty for crying out loud we shouldn't have to tell people that, but we do so wash your hands, but if you're sick, stay at home hmm. if you're sick don't go to work if you're sick don't go to the mall if you're sick don't go to the grocery store and 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 stay at home and, and it doesn't matter if you're sick with the flu or 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 what if you're sick, stay at home and don't expose everybody else to this
0: right and it's this uh is this I think one thing we need to uh, send people back to, um, because you were a little prescient about, uh, this, it, it seems we did a show back in November of 2019 episode 20 on infections and antibiotic re- resistance. And a lot of what you said in that episode is good advice. You, you meant as good as advice generally, but it's good advice given what's going on right now.
1: I think it still applies. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely and it was just pointed out to me that the World Health Organization has just today declared COVID-19 as a pandemic, and that was inevitable. Sure. It going to happen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what I don't understand about the whole coronavirus COVID-19 thing is I've never seen such overreaction about a health-related topic in my life as there's been about this. If you look at what happened several years ago when H1N1 was around, it infected millions of people. You hardly heard anything about it, and and certainly no one's talked about it since. And if you look at the number of people that have died already this year from the flu, it's ridic- tens of thousands. I think it's 60-plus thousand people. And the most frustrating thing to me is the people that are so upset and so worried about coronavirus, a year from now when the vaccine's available, they'll be the ones that won't go get the vaccine. So at some point, and this may be Darwin's plan the whole time, at some point, common sense has got to exist, and it might be that that's going to be the thing that actually provides for natural selection is common sense because people are in very short supply of that these days.
0: Well there there's a lot of panic around uh, getting caught somewhere like in a cruise ship right absolutely. and and so that that's kind of understandable in a way That is absolutely Yeah but um uh but another question so um and we were kind of talking about this off here so I'm bringing this up deliberately so folks can hear what you said what's the deal with toilet paper?
1: Well what is the deal with toilet paper? Yeah. I mean, this is this is a cough, fever, shortness of breath virus, right? You know, and and it was mentioned pre-air yes. that maybe people just don't want to be stuck at mm-hmm. home and mm-hmm. not have toilet paper.
0: But the toilet paper, uh, there's there's not some GI symptom that comes with the um, uh, coronavirus. A
1: very very low percentage of people will get diarrhea with it. Okay. And that's the same number of people that get diarrhea with a common cold. Mm. It's not a GI bug. It's not going to leave you in the bathroom all the time. But some people will get some diarrhea with it. But not at the levels that are walking out of Costco with a pallet full of toilet paper. And by the way, I need to come by your house and get some tonight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've already put it on eBay.
1: (laughs) So next time, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. But I hope it'll be interesting, and I hope this has been, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Please hit the subscribe button on the app where you're listening right now so you'll be sure and be notified when that next good episode does show up. So for now, that is to your health.